ambience. The very discourse that creates atmosphere, climate, place, venue, the entire arena of your premise, where you step without being able to stand and absorb as well as exude the means of interaction between self or entity and all that surroundeth this entity is the discourse and interaction between the ambience, therefore, and the said entity. Now, ambience sometimes is discarded as the matter that creates a confusion between the pursuit of an entity towards an end versus the capacity of the said entity to reach the said end. Ambience is often seen as a disturbance, a noise, or maybe the manoeuvring that comes to orchestrate disaster for the entity to pursue smoothly the path to its end or its intended goal or destiny. Truth be told, without ambience, there is no context for contextualization and domestication of all thoughts into the premise of time venue by geographical calculation and every stature of position can only be fully accumulated or appreciated by the capacity provided by ambience. Without ambience, whether that of the rhythm of sound or the context of what atmosphere carries, there is no place. In fact, the entire avenue of knowing where you are standing or what you are thinking or what you are getting to do as action, are all fully premised within the atmosphere that carries ambience. The change in ambience modifies your capacity to stay within a particular area of thought and a geographical position of location, or maybe your level of thought by capacity. Every avenue of this analysis brings to the fore the question of whether ambience is is in fact a discourse that discards your capacity to go forward and achieve your ultimate goal the best way, or not. In the spirit of goal-setting and planning and pursuit, ambience is often seen as the noise, often seen as a disaster, often seen as a calamity, especially if such ambience is a representation of activities uh, deeds, actions, thoughts, people, interactions, events, circumstances, mainly all these that you cannot easily control or you did not plan for, especially and very especially if these are the culmination of things that seem to work against you or that don't propagate you towards where you want to go. Closer truth must be told. It is not whether these things really are disturbing you. It is whether you think they are disturbing you. They may disturb you, but if you think they are not, then they are not the discarded and the rubbish of ambience. People's perceptions are limited to only their interpretation of such perception, or in fact, not the interpretation of perception, but the interpretation of certain forms of things around them that begins to shape what becomes to be the perception that comes to their mind. Now, in walking towards your goal, wanting to win your achievements, to come your way, your side, you only reach that point if you pursue and work hard 
and remove everything that disturbs you from reaching there. The question of what does disturb you or could disturb you from reaching where you want to reach with your life in good time with appropriate resources, including that of time, only depends on your interpretation of things around you. Is watching a movie a disturbance? The question only demands your interpretation of what you think watching a movie is. If it is a disturbance and it might take three hours of your time because you actually do want to go to a cinema to watch a movie right in the middle of the most important assignments of your life, then if your interpretation of watching that movie with friends or yourself alone is in fact a disturbance, then you will remove it. Failure to which you shall carry the guilt but still go on with watching the movie. Or you might also believe that watching a movie is worthwhile because you do have in your philosophy the write-up that states, all work without play makes Jim a dull boy, and that becomes your justification for watching a movie. In fact, the justification, or one of the justifications that you could use or have regarding many decisions that could be related to you pursuing a job, doing a project, meeting people, or carrying out any specific assignments that are critical on your timetable. The point is that there is no ambience of noise and wrong and bad. There is just ambience that contextualizes time and season and moment. What comes to you is what you interpret. There are people who do their writings or assignments or tasks or studies for school better when there is total silence, away from everything and everyone. There are others who study better by listening to music. And in fact, among those that listen to music, there are particular people who need to listen to specific type of music. There are others who have fallen fond of specific types of songs, or maybe a series of them, three songs even. There are others who need to play the same song looping for an hour or two or three, and they will never be troubled by the loop of listening to the same song. But there must be a song, and it must be this type of a singer, this type of music, this type of an album, and this particular album, and this version of a particular song. Those specificities that get to define a person's comfort zone within the establishment of building an ambience that supports them to moving towards where they want to go are part of the premise that comes to the realization of the question what really determines the decency, the morality, the sense, the usability of ambience in the pursuit of a goal.